Hi, folks. This is Rick Doc Walker, the DOC. This is John Kime, and you're listening to The Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. What's going on, Rally? It's another misery Monday, man. You know what, Ted? I'm not even going to look at it like it's a misery Monday. I'm going to look at it as if this is something that we tried to tell everyone and to temper their expectations. And so if you are truly upset, then maybe this isn't a sport for you. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Maybe maybe not the sport, maybe not the team for you right now. The, the maybe team come for you back right now. in like, you know, two to three years when I'm, I'm we're giving, rebuilding properly. I'm giving them a year. I'm giving All them right. a year. Uh, so 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 if you're upset right now, I'm not saying for you to check out. So don't say Rally Captain told me to check out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying right now, just relax for a minute. How about that? Just relax for a minute and let them do what needs to be done. Because, Ted, I got to tell you, even though the young man threw a pick, I'm not upset with his performance. And we'll get into it later. But right now. Let's do what we got to do because we got listeners that are dying to hear what we got to say. Amen, man. And it was a, those of you out there that I saw yesterday, I talked to maybe a dozen of you guys just kind of walking around. And part of that's on me because by the time I get into the gate after cleaning everything up at the tailgate, I am sprinting to get to my seat so I don't miss kickoff. And I actually lost Mrs. Tailgate in the crowd. Luckily, she knows where we sit. She wasn't too happy that I just kind of, you know, (laughs) left her in the dust. But there are a couple listeners that like dap me up and want to hang out. And I apologize for not taking pictures with all y'all. But just know it means a ton to rally in me when you guys walk up to us and tell us you appreciate the show, you're listening, and, you know, you're just grateful. Because we do this because of you guys and because we love this team, just like you guys do, or you wouldn't be listening to the show right now. So we appreciate that. But with that being said, Hit pause real quick in about three seconds. Do us a favor and click subscribe and leave us a review. We're shooting up the charts. We can shoot them up a little bit faster if you leave us a review. Most of you, I just switched to an iPhone, and you've been giving me a hard time about it. And everybody I've texted, because you know how if you text someone that doesn't have an iPhone, but they do, I guess the text color is green instead of blue. Uh-huh. something like that so okay. i've had a couple people reply back to me like you're blue now I'm like i'm not a giants fan what are you talking about I'm like no 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 the text <laughs> message is blue now I'm like i didn't realize this was a big deal but i switched to an iphone so i know a lot of you guys listen to us on apple just because i get text messages just thanking me for switching leave us a review it helps us out big time yes and it helps people like don't sleep energy and others that we're trying to get to sign up to be sponsors know that we got listeners out out there because they're hearing it from rallying me, but it'd be good if they could see it too. Well, here's the other thing. For all of you droid people, such as myself and droid listeners, <laughs> keep listening and also do us a favor and hit subscribe and like. Because as Ted said previously, it goes a long way. It really does. People want to know that you guys are truly listening to us. And it's one thing just to click on it and, and listen, but it's another thing to hit the like and subscribe it does go a long way trust and believe yeah we really appreciate it and getting into appreciating it man what was it like walking around those lots out fedex because i remember the last time philly was in town and they brought bus loads of people down and i'm kind of curious what did you get when you're walking around because there actually weren't too many eagles tailgates around me personally 
Well, that's because that's just because of where you were. But as you know, I I take my trek, my walkabout, as the Aussies say, and uh, ooh, it was a sea of green, brother. And here's the thing, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm I I know that that's the sound. I know that. Well, now hear me out, man. I, I know that's a, I know that's a sound effect that that is that's a loser. But as far as fans go, and we're we're trying to get our fans to understand what the other team's fans understand. There's nothing like traveling to an away game, and yes, we know that our fans, our season ticket holders, they sold their tickets. We know that. And we also know that the Eagles fans bought these tickets well in advance simply because it's an NFC East matchup. So I'm not mad at that. I really am not mad at it because I'm a fan. I'm a fans fan, and I want fans to appreciate football. Now, granted, there's the other side of it that I don't like seeing that many Philadelphia fans in our stadium. I don't like that. And when we pulled into the parking lot, man, it was green. It wasn't as bad as the Buffalo Bills uh, a couple weeks back, but it was a lot of green. And as I was walking through, I mean, I would say for every Commanders fan, I'd say for every, let's just say five Commanders fans. No, I'll say every 10 Commanders fans, I saw at least five Eagles fans. That's That's what I saw. That, that's yeah. what I saw. Yeah, that, that's I, what I saw. So you can get with that. I'd say in the stands, it was about 50-50. And I don't got mm-hmm. a problem with fans selling their tickets. I get it. Just like we said at the beginning of the show, th- this isn't an easy team to follow or to root for. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've historically said it. A lot of fans would sell. And this is back in the heyday when we were winning Super Bowls. They would sell Cowboys tickets because it paid for their entire season. So, hey, mm-hmm. if someone couldn't make this game or whatever, the problem I have is with the franchise selling single-game tickets to division games. That's the issue I got. Make it a little more difficult for them to buy the tickets. In the past, they did a three-game package for division games. So you had to buy the Eagles game, and you had to get two other scrub games. Maybe it was the 49ers game, and maybe it was the Bills game. But you had to buy three games just to get a division game. So maybe that Eagles fan coming down 95 didn't want to put that bill out right away to pay for that Eagles game because he had to buy two others. Even though they would just flip the two others on StubHub, it still makes that initial investment go from, what, let's just say $400 for a pair of tickets to maybe $1,200 for three games. So maybe they don't think about buying the tickets and it doesn't get all them flooding our stadium. That's what I got a problem with. And I wish that the team would go back to that. And I understand Josh Harris made the comment after that Bears game that got leaked out there that they were concerned about selling tickets. The tickets are going to be sold. They're going to come mm-hmm. down here. Just don't make it so easy for them to come down here and, you know, rough us up. But with that being said, I didn't have that many Eagles fans at the tailgate, probably because a couple of them reached out to me and I told them to pound sand or didn't reply. And the other part is, I think a lot of them just kind of got in the stadium early. And I want to say it was maybe 50-50 or 60-40 commanders. I mean, what do you think from your point of view on that ends up? Uh, I'm going to say that, ooh, it was probably, 
and I know people aren't gonna gonna like this, but I'm gonna say 65-45 uh, really? Eagles. Yeah, 65-45 Eagles to Commanders. Yeah, that's what I saw. I feel they didn't have a ton to just root for because once I got to my seats and I'm walking to the lower concourse, like I said, I left this tailgate in the dust, and I'm hearing these Eagles chants. Like you can spell a six-letter word. I had to make sure it was six. Yeah, you can spell a six-letter word. I'm happy for you. <laughs> you know, good for you guys if that's all you can do. And you're hearing them yelling and screaming, making noise because they just want attention. They didn't get enough love as a child, whatever it is. But I get to my seats, and I didn't feel – because I'm on the home sideline, luckily mm-hmm. in the shade because it was hot as hell on Sunday. And yeah, beautiful, I actually beautiful, drank – Beautiful October day, yeah. Oh, way too hot for me. I drank <laughs> way more Gatorade and water than I actually did – alcohol this time that's probably a first in the tailgate wow but yeah in the seats man it just it didn't feel as crazy but maybe because our team actually didn't give them a ton of stuff to cheer about because we stood yeah. toe-to-toe with these guys and yeah i was shocked man i was actually and this isn't moral victory monday don't get me wrong by any means i'm not trying to say that but i expected us to play a decent game but towards the end get blown out and it didn't really happen that way i mean one sack i i almost mm-hmm. thought that the commanders were taken over by scrolls and it was a bunch of imposters out there on that offensive line yeah i i couldn't believe it but i was very happy and, and as you said we didn't give them anything realistically to cheer for except for the last couple minutes and i mean it's cliche but a football game is four quarters not three and a half, not three and three fourths, but four quarters in. When it mattered most, we let the sail, the wind out of our sails. And and that's just how it is, man. And if we can clean some things up, man, and, and I know it's always if and maybe and when, but if we can do it, gosh, man, we're going to be okay. It's just we got some things to fix. The thing is, they've they've shown that they can clean some things up. Where mm-hmm. was this game plan last week? Bienemy called a perfect game for Sam just a week too late. I mean, yeah. the quick passes, the sprint outs, the rollouts, just keeping that Eagles defense on their toes and not being able to pin their ears back. We know he can do it. He did it against the Broncos. We yelled and screamed about it last week on our recap pod of that Giants game. Why are you just too stubborn? And we know they know how to bench people because they sat Forbes down. Granted, I wish they would have sat him down five more snaps this week, but they sat Forbes down, and they finally sat Nick Gates down. Oh, mm-hmm. and guess what? Sam had a pocket. Sam had time to throw. And trying to stay positive for a minute here, what, Washington amassed 481 scrimmage yards, the most in a single game since November 15th, 2020, right? Mm. We had six receivers with four more receptions for the fourth time in franchise history first since November 15th. Wow. We took one sack, fewest since October 23rd, 2022. We had four different players record a touchdown reception for the first time since 2016. This Mm. is what that kid can do when you give him time and when you properly call plays for the team you have on the field. And this is what makes me so angry and frustrated that we could have done this against the Bears. We could have done this against the Giants. You put yeah. up 62 points in two games against the Eagles. 62 points in two games against the Eagles. But you put up seven against the Giants? 
What the hell's that? Yeah, that that's inept coaching is what it boils down to. Inept coaching and and also not getting your players prepared. I believe. Now, Ted, I I, I told you, I told you, and I and I I'll, I'll tell you again, and I'll tell our listeners again. What did I tell you about that puzzle? And we have pieces, but obviously they were stuck on trying to put the wrong pieces of the puzzle to to make it look the same way versus what the cover of the box looks like. We have pieces to this puzzle. We just got to continue to figure out where they fit. That's what I'm going to say, man. I, I agree with you. And it was... I don't want to say it was refreshing, but seeing Gates sitting, because I'm on the sideline, about 20-yard line, seeing him sit on the Gatorade cooler, just hanging out, not doing anything, and seeing Larson out there actually, you know, blocking, because it's a crazy stat, but we're 6-1 and one last year when Tyler Larson came in. You know, granted... Say, oh, say that again. 6-1 and one when say Tyler it, Larson came it, in. Say it again for the people in the back that have the hearing aids. Oh, yeah. Turn your hearing aid up. Six and one, but yet you draft a center in Stromberg, who I don't know what his injury is. He got taken off, and I saw them bring a cart out of the tunnel to take him out. I don't know if he actually rode the cart out, but they brought a cart out. Yeah. And then you got Nick Gates, who you're paying, I think, $8 million at this point to be a glorified wrestling cheerleader on the sideline, but yet you had Larson already on your roster. And this just goes back to the – Ron Rivera, GM, poor talent evaluator. Nick Gates has a dead cap hit of $5.3 million in 2024 and $1.7 million in 25. And this man has been benched. So we'll see what happens. And I'm not saying that Larson had the best game. Going back and looking at Larson's protection numbers, pass blocking grade could have been better. He got a 39. But if we remember last week, Gates had a 29 against the Giants. 10 well, more points, baby. <laughs> hey, 10 more points is, you know, between a F and a D. So, you know, and yeah. so he's got degrees too. So it, it is what it is. <laughs> but the thing is, the game plan. Eric Bieniemy knew that he had literally Larson got cut this offseason. Knew he had a center that was coming in that isn't the best, but he prepared and drew up a better game plan to account for it. And I just don't understand why he just forgets these things. Does he all of a sudden have flashbacks and still think he's coaching that Kansas City team? Because maybe we're a different shade of red and he's colorblind like me? I don't know. Well, I don't know, Ted. I got to tell you, so why, why you bring that up, have you seen the comparables between Mahomes and Sam this year? No, I haven't. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll break some comparables down for you. So Patrick Mahomes this year has 15 pass TDs and eight interceptions. Sam Howe has 13 pass TDs and eight interceptions. Mahomes has 209 completions. Sam has 206 completions. Mahomes has 304 attempts to Sam's 308 attempts. Total pass yards for Mahomes is 2,258, whereas Sam is slightly behind with 2,146. Can you believe that? What you talking about, so, 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 hey, man, 
Sam is there. And last week I said, if he continues to take hits, maybe you need to bring him out a little bit to allow Brissett to come in just so he can get his mind right. Well, obviously, maybe what the coach said is he, he's getting tired of the hits and he'll get the ball out faster. Or maybe was it play calling? Because now we saw that as soon as the ball was hiked to Sam, that ball came out. And I was saying, once again, what team is this? Consistently inconsistent. And that's the thing that's so frustrating about Mm -hmm. these guys. And I think it was both. I think it was play calling, and I think it was Mm -hmm. Sam. Remember, he's autocorrect. He learns from his mistakes. But, you know, I I think that's kind of a little (laughs) overdrawn at this point. But the offensive line finally gave him some time. This is actually what Sam had to say about his own line. That gave you guys more time and just where the success was at. Yeah, I mean, I thought those guys up front did a really good job today, and I thought we did a, a good job. EB did a good job of mixing things up and you know getting the, getting some quick game called and had a lot of screens called today as well. And I thought we did a lot of things to keep them off balance. Um, and did a lot of good things, but you know we had an opportunity there in the in the fourth quarter to you know have a chance to go tie the game, and I got to be better. You know, I wasn't at my best when my best was needed, um, and, it, and it hurt the team today. He was pretty damn good. I mean, 39 yeah. to 52 for 397 yards, four touchdowns, one pick, and one sack, which was that last play on offense where he got sacked. And really, that that play, we got hoard. I mean, it was two minutes, 21 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Jahan Dotson catches that pass. And I can't remember if it was Slay or who it was that was covering him, but the guy got banged up, so they took an injury timeout. Mm-hmm. And those of our listeners that, you know, watch the game, all of a sudden, we're coming back. The referee's microphone's busted, but I'm listening to the radio feed, and I'm hearing everything that's going on. New York reversed the call on the field. They ruled it incomplete. Since when can that happen? It's not two <laughs> minutes left in the game where it's an official challenge, right? Oh, yeah. The Eagles didn't challenge it. New York just felt like, oh, well, they got a player down on the field right now. We got nothing else to do. So let's just challenge this ourselves. If we would have actually had a chance to get up to the ball and actually call a play, if their player didn't get hurt, they never would have had a chance to challenge that ball. So that part <laughs> pisses me off to high hell. And I understand Rivera challenging that because really you thought you had a first down. Now it's fourth and five. So you've kind of got to challenge it at that point, even though they already went yeah. back and looked at it. But then I missed this during the game. We had some friends come out. A friend of mine from Fox 5 came out. We're hanging out. And I love going to games with people. We got four seats. I just, I don't talk to people at games. I watch the game. And I'm listening to the game in my headphones. And I'm arguing with other fans around me. So I felt bad. So I was trying to be a little <laughs> more social. The wife wants us to have some couple friends, so I'm hanging out trying to, you know, make some. Well, I missed the play where Rivera should have challenged it on that one fourth down pass that the Eagles got that ended up getting them a touchdown after the fact. And did you see when all this was going down? So, yes and no. And what I mean by that is this is the time that, and for those of you who don't know, I had a, a buddy who he has a suite. And so he invited me up to a suite. And so I was looking uh, for you, man. I didn't see you down there. I actually got worried. Like, I know you didn't leave. So did you get some bubble guts or something? I was kind of wondering what happened to you. 
No, no. What happened, man, um, a buddy of mine who I was walking through the lots and he goes, man, it's good to see you. We used to have we used to sit in the dream seats together, but he since has moved up to a suite. And so oh. uh, Joe, Joe, no, Joe Coons. Yeah, Joe Coons as the, the Coons Automotive. So uh, he says, hey, man, this is the first time I've seen you since we've had our dream seats together. Come up to the suite with me so we can wrap a taste. So I said, hey, brother, you invite me to the suites. I'm coming. So um, and the whole game, I was saying, OK, when do I come? Because the game was just that good where normally I'm like you, I don't leave my seat unless I've got to go to the bathroom or something. And even still, I'll try to hold it to, to the longest possible time I can. Well, I said, okay, gosh, this is probably the only time that I'm going to be able to get there. Let me just make a run up there. And so that's when all this transpired. But I got to tell you, brother, I got to that suite and uh, it was, uh, whew, it was something else, man. <laughs> All right. Tell it, it, Joe, it I bought a car may, from him, so yeah. I mean, I can take a sweet invite too. It may, it may come down to where the captain may have to move, brother. Because I'm saying, <laughs> I, hey, hey, it was, it was lovely, man. It was lovely, but, but nevertheless, so, so I was, I was in transition when all that happened, but, uh, so I, I, I did, I saw it after the fact. Okay, well, this is actually what Rivera had to say about that play. And then the, the one to Devontae Smith on the fourth down where it appears you drop it and the sidelines kind of looking, gesturing, you didn't, why did you not challenge that one? I didn't see it on the screen. I was looking up the screen to see if there was something that could help me with it. And then I was waiting to hear somebody else. So Rivera didn't see it. The Eagles are running up to the line of scrimmage to snap this ball. That mm -hmm. right there should be a tell that, hey, this doesn't smell right. What's going on? And it's fourth down. Yeah. I mean, you can't take your timeouts home. This isn't like back in the day when you could have rollover cell phone minutes. For those of our <laughs> listeners that are old enough to remember that. Wow. You know, you don't use all your minutes this month and it just kind of carries over to next. Yeah. You know, this is use or lose. Like some of our government listeners know. Right? You know all about that. You don't use your timeouts, <laughs> coach. They're gone. You don't use your challenges. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They're gone. They don't carry over <laughs> to the Patriots game next week. So it's fourth and five. He drops that ball. Your players are yelling and screaming. The Eagles are showing you signs that, hey, mm -hmm. they don't even think. Because why would they go into turbo at that point? Why would they go hurry up at that yeah. point? So yeah. just naturally, you would think that something's wrong here. But no, Rivera is waiting for a replay on our Jumbotron or someone upstairs to tell him instead of his natural instincts as just a human being. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, Ted. And... None of our listeners, unless they are actual Cowboy fans, like the Cowboys. But one thing that I will give Jerry Jones credit for is he has a feed that is three seconds before what everyone else can see. So he can call down and, and challenge at AT&T Stadium. So that might be something that we can do on our end that we can get the coach to, to get an, another feed to him prior to looking at what the fans see on the big board, okay? It'd be nice. It'd be nice. And I just, it's another close game against the Eagles. We've been in a couple of close games. We scored 62, but I think we gave yep. up 72. I mean, yep. and these close games, to me, comes down to coaching. There's, you know, a lot of things that went right for the offense, but on defense, a lot of things went wrong. 
I mean, yeah. I think Forbes played five snaps. Two of those, he was solo against A.J. Brown. I think Emmanuel is legally changing his last name to Brown because that's his daddy now. I mean, Ooh. A.J. just Ooh. took him to town, man. And this is A.J. against the Commanders. He's got 17 catches in two games, 17 catches, 305 yards, four touchdowns, six catches of 20-plus yards, 14 of his 17 were for first downs, and two defensive penalties he drew. Well, I'm not trying to absolve Forbes, but A.J. does that to almost any opponent that he goes up against. I, mean, I know. I, I understand it. I understand it, that it hurts us more because we are Commanders fans. I, I, I get it. But, but the young man is just a stud. And, you know, studs do studly things. And, you know, the play may not even – be going to him, but Jalen will throw it to him and say, because A.J. Brown's up there somewhere. Remember the old Heineke Terry chant type deal? He's oh, out yeah. there Yo, somewhere. Just close your eyes. He's out there somewhere. Yep. yep. Just YOLO. Just throw it on out there for him. And so he makes these type of grabs. And unfortunately, it happened to us in a crucial part of the game. But if I had a stud like that, I'd be doing the exact same thing because you know you're going to get either PI or you're going to come down with it because nobody can check him. And 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 he and he that's what he pops his collar because he knows nobody can check me. So go ahead and do what I got. Do what you got. He reminds me of Megatron almost, the younger Megatron back in the day. Well, he's got five touchdowns. Four yeah. of those touchdowns are against the commanders. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, he, you know, four out of five are against us. And yes, he does. He does put up numbers, right? I mean, I've got him on my fancy team, and I took a long shower after beating the guy's ass this week on my squad. But it's just, you know that he got beat, and all of a sudden you see Forbes on A.J. Brown. Call a timeout. Change it up. Yeah. Do something else, because this is actually what Ron had to say about Forbes versus Brown. Forbes gets back into the game a couple times. He ends up matched up on Brown. It looked like they were looking for that. What's the balance of trusting the kid versus that being a bad well, matchup? Well, that's that's part of the balance. And, and you watch the young man, you know, try to compete and do the things that we're asking him to do. And, and he's going to get better. He's got the skill set. So we'll just continue to work with him, continue to, you know, push him to, to help develop him and, and get him ready to play. What was the thinking into putting him in that spot? You guys felt he was ready to get back out there? Well, yes, he's had a couple of really good weeks of practice and good work. It was a personnel grouping that we used um, where we knew we'd be able to give him some help. And, um, you know, that's credits to them. Yep. I'm sorry. He had a good week of practice, so you gave him five reps? You gave him five snaps? I mean, I, I just – I don't buy it. And to me, you're not sending blitzes. You're not helping your defensive line get pressure. So what's everyone else doing? You know, where's your safety help? Why aren't you bracketing A.J. Brown? Because just like you said, A.J. is doing this against the league. And that touchdown he had on BSJ, one-handed, just stretching that arm out there. Yeah, You cannot defend that. You cannot no. stop that. So Miraculous. I have to give him that. But the touchdown he scored on Forbes, Forbes had a chance to make a play on that ball. He got just big-bodied, out-rebounded out of that thing. And where's your safety help? I mean, <laughs> you're just letting this kid die on an island. And we talked about it with Sam just getting crushed with these sacks. At a certain point, you got to think that this is killing Forbes' psyche right now. And now you got Daryl Green chiming in. Have you heard what Daryl said? I, I saw something about 
he would like to talk to him or teach him or something because well he's not getting any help or something to the effect. It was twofold. He wouldn't like to talk to him, and he's also not. They're not doing me any justice by giving him some help or something like that. Am I correct? I got a clip of it right here. Okay. Uh, not not very interestingly about him. I've I've, I've have had conversations about him, not with him, okay. about him, and and looked okay. at him. Truthfully, I could help him in ten minutes, twenty minutes. Uh, I'm gonna cross the line that I don't normally cross. Uh, he's not getting the help he should get. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But but I, I like him. I don't know him. Uh, but I, I I believe in him. And uh, it's it, and when I say he's not getting the help he should need, everybody didn't don't need. It. I didn't get any help. Mm -hmm. Richie Pettibone did not help me learn how to play. And everybody don't don't get that help. And everybody don't need that help. I think humbly he needs some help. Uh, because I'm, I was more concerned about how he approached, you know, cornerback. Uh, so Daryl did a press conference with a bunch of the beat reporters because it's the first time he'd been at FedEx Field in 20 years. And oh, really? those that weren't there, yeah, they didn't get to see that. They honored Daryl, and he was our Hall of Famer of the day or legend of the game or whatever they want to call it. Daryl hadn't been back. He hadn't wanted to work with the organization prior. And the Hogs, the new ownership group, called him, I think he said, either the day before the sale or the day it happened, just to spark up conversations again. Because he famously had not been a part of this franchise and did not come back to alumni events or want to have anything to do with the old regime. So I can't blame him on that. And hearing mm -hmm. Daryl say this, I hope he does reach out to Amanda. Because oh, heck yeah. at a point, man, you got to think that this is Daryl Green. I remember when Marty Schottenheimer was trying to give tips to Daryl Green on how to play DB. And <laughs> Daryl basically told Marty, you know, without being eloquent, you know, pound sand, go piss yeah. off. I'm a freaking, you know, I've been doing this for how long? You're coming in here trying to tell me how to play this position? And if Daryl is saying Forbes is not getting the help he needs, I take Daryl Green's word over Jack Del Rio or anyone else on our coaching staff's word. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping he does get a chance to do something at that point to help this kid out because we've got six first round picks on defense. Mm -hmm. Who knows what's going to happen with Tez? And we'll get into that in a minute, but six first round picks on defense. So that's your front four, Jamin Davis and Emmanuel Forbes. Forbes, like we said, has gotten five snaps the past two, three games. I mean, it just, it can't be with a first round pick. You have to have them contribute. And the times he's out there, I mean, he's just giving up bombs left and right. And to me, he's also too scared to get that double move turned on him. So he's just playing stuff too short. And next thing you know, he's getting caught on. So it's just, it's a problem. Who knows how long it's going to be a problem. But then the junkies were talking about it today. Like, we know linebacker's an issue. But guess who's having a hell of a time right now at linebacker? Joey Porter Jr., who got taken in the second round. And you got Quan Martin, who you took in the second, who would, you know, to me, isn't a huge contributor. And this just goes back to the evaluation as to why our team is not where it's supposed to be. And going back and forth with listeners and fans on Twitter and social media, like, well, it shouldn't take long to get us back to where we need to be. I agree with you. It should not. But that means we have to have the right person making the personnel decisions to put the right people in the right place to fit your scheme. And we don't have that right now. And Forbes isn't fitting this scheme 
and Daryl says he can fix him in 10 to 20 minutes, I'll pay for that Uber Black to pick him up and drive him out to Ashburn, man. Well, I'll go half with you, brother. <laughs> I mean, let's we, make we it, need let's to make do it something. Happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. I, I, I will always tend to lean toward a Hall of Famer. As Hall of Famers help, if, if they're willing to sacrifice their time to, to assist, and he says, give me 20 minutes with a young man, I, I don't see him saying that unless he feels that he can actually help him. And, and that speaks volumes to me. Now, will the coaches allow him to do that? Probably not. Probably not. But maybe somebody can slip him, oh boy, seven digits and give him call on his off time and, and let him talk via Zoom or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, Daryl in another clip talked about having a welcome party for Magic Johnson. And I think it is his wife's name, Cookie or something. Cookie, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and having a welcome party between Magic and Daryl and Will Bond and a couple other just like, you know, sports icons. I mean, Magic's got Daryl's number. I'm sure Magic heard this clip at mm -hmm. that point. And I'm sure Magic will make sure that that young man somehow gets a hold of him because so his box is directly behind my section and I'm sitting here thinking, okay. Oh damn, here's a fight. Something's going on. Cause everybody stands up and looks behind me like, Oh, someone's getting knocked out. Here we go again. No, it was magic coming back with a hot dog in his hand and everyone's just taking pictures of it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, he's there at the games hanging out and I don't know if he tweeted this past week because really I've been he kind did. of too pissed off. He, he, he did say something, but I don't really remember, but it was something to the fact of, Hey, we, we basically, we lost again in a, in a, in a, in a, in a hard fought game, something to that effect. So 23 hours ago, hanging out with my brother, Larry Johnson, two time Super Bowl champion and NFL hall of famer, Daryl green, <laughs> Super Bowl champs champion and NFL hall of famer, Doug Williams, my great friend and Cigna president of North America, Mike triplet. So he didn't really say anything. So my commanders came up short again to the Eagles 38 to 31. Yeah. But I mean, he's sitting here hugging Daryl. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, he talked to Daryl and said, Hey, uh, let's go pull Forbes aside and uh, maybe we get a new coaching staff here next year. Maybe you come on as DB coach. You know, maybe you come on as just something at this point to help this guy out because, you know, matchup-wise, it just didn't make sense. I'm not going to say coach, Ted, I, I, unless he's been – Consultant. The only, the, the only, right. The only way I'll say coach is if he's been actively coaching someone or some – team whether even if it's high school you know or juco college but just to come off the streets because of what you did years back i'll go i'll go with consultant but i think this I mean, might be one of the one of the times where the, where the where the game may have passed him a little bit if that makes sense warren sap came out he's hanging out he's talking to guys well warren has been in the league a little bit uh earlier than 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 him you know what i mean i, I mean he, he's he came out of the league when in, in in the 90s whereas warren came out in 2000s right i i think daryl played longer than the 90s because i remember his last game at fedex field and walking okay. around he went around the entire lower bowl and high-fived everybody in that lower bowl and not gonna lie i got a tear in my eye because it was daryl's last game yeah. So I've seen that, but he is the associate athletic director of George Mason. So he's local. He's here. Okay. And yeah. I mean, I feel like he could probably still outrun two thirds of our team 
considering, you know, you give him a Tootsie Roll and he'll be good. But, you know, what do you think is wrong with the defense? You know, the only addition we really made is Forbes, and he hasn't been playing. So we still got the same front four, right? Okay, we lost uh, Mullet Man. What's his name? I can't, Cole Holcomb. So Cole's Holcomb. gone. But mm-hmm. from a secondary perspective, everyone else is pretty much still the same. We went from a top five defense now to 29th, depending on what stats you want to look at. I mean, what do you think happened? I think it's changed the scheme. I, I think that that's it's still Del change. Rio though. It, yeah, it's still Del Rio, but it looks like they've changed some things up just a tad. And and any time that you try to change things up from what was working in the past, you run into a problem sometimes. And 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 that's what I think that it is. Um, uh, it could also be, and I and I and and I hate to say this, but. Sometimes guys who get the bag, as we say, don't play as hard. Now, I'm not saying that they're not going all out. I'm saying that we know the difference. We we saw the difference between prior to the bag versus after the bag. That's all I'll say. Could that be a contributor? Could that be a contributor? I don't know. I'm not playing. Just. That's what it seems like, possibly. So, I mean, Duran's the big guy that got paid this past offseason. To me, Duran's still having a heck of a year. Going mm-hmm. back to last year, total yards a game, we gave up 304 yards per game. Now, we're giving up 374 yards per game a year later. So, I mean, just looking at different defensive stats, I mean, passing defense in general, passing yards per game last year, we gave up 191 yards in the air. This year, we're giving up 256. And I don't think Del Rio changed his scheme up or whatever happened, or is it more so did offenses adjust to what Del Rio likes to do? Well, we asked a couple of listeners to chime in, and our man Lloyd Lloyd left us a voicemail, given his opinion. All right, Lloyd. What's going on, fellas? First, I want to commend you guys for doing a great job. But I just want to let y'all know that um, the problem with the defense, man, um, I would just say it's not uh, – it's just too vanilla. You know, they're trying to get too much pressure from the front four, and I just think we just need to uh, dial it up and do something different. You know, come with some zone blitzes, corner blitzes, safety blitzes. And I just think it's just too vanilla. I mean, we I, I don't think Chase – and all of them can do it on their own. Obviously, they can't get it done as far as just with four. I think we need to start sitting at five or six. Sometimes go back to the Jim Hazlitt days with the cover zero. Just blitz them all. You know, I, I'd rather lose blitzing that way as opposed to just going too vanilla and then letting these corners seven yards off the ball. For a third and seven, third and ten, third and seven, and we eight, nine yards off the ball first down, you know, for the, with the corners. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like pitching that traffic. Um, you know, I've got a lot more to talk about, fellas. I can sit here and talk all day. But I just want to let y'all, I want to let y'all know, man, continue doing a good job. All right, I'll call in next week. I got some other stuff I want to talk about, the old line and everything. All right, have a good one. I love it that we're not even asking for calls next week, and Lloyd's already ready to go with his old line yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to hear what he's got next week because, I, I mean, maybe he should call and talk to Nick Gates and give him a pep talk, just like Daryl. I mean, maybe 10 to 20 minutes with Lloyd. Might fix Nick. Who knows? 
But sound, sound like Lloyd was a little hoarse from yesterday's game. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm actually well. I'm not surprised you haven't lost your voice because you know you're sitting up in the suite with your pinky in the air and you can't really yell up there. Wow. So, you know, I'm just saying. Wow. Well, That's one reason I, why I won't sit up there, man. I gave I gave I gave three and a half good quarters of my voice, okay? <laughs> and then you went upstairs with high, just I Mrs. Tailgate listens every once in a while. I hope she doesn't choose to listen to this one because she wants to sit in club level and she wants to sit undercover in a box and hang out. And I refuse to. I want to stay down there. But if she knows that you went up, oh, she's gonna get on me for not getting us someplace upstairs. So and, <laughs> Honey, well, Miss Tailgate, Miss Tailgate, it was just for one game. Okay, it, it was a friend seeing a friend uh, from a long back, a long while back, and so here we are. So it won't happen every game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send a clip to Joe, so I'll see what he says. But I mean, from your view up top, I'm sure you had a chance to see Terry's drops. I mean, that third down, that fourth yeah. down. Yeah, I did, and. Um, Terry, you got to make those plays, bro. I mean, last week it was Jahan who didn't make the play. This 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 week, we, not only did we give you the crack once, we we gave you the crack of the apple twice, and back to back. And you, yeah, yeah, because because we got faith in you. And for all intents and purposes, Terry normally makes those plays. He just does. does. So I'm not I'm not going to be too upset. I'm upset. I'm not going to be too upset. I'm I'm really not. I mean, it happens. Um, just like I'm not upset with Sam, you know, it happens. We understand that, that, uh, th there's immense pressure put on him and, uh, he, he did a wonderful job up until that point. And even still getting the ball to Crowder on that fabulous play. Beautiful throw, man. I mean, Beautiful I mean, throw. so yeah, yeah. So, and that, that's once some, that's something else I'm going to, I'm going to say real quick, Ted. I keep telling you pieces of the puzzle. Get Crowder out there more. Obviously, to me, he's the fastest receiver that we have on the squad right now. I could be wrong, but it seems to me that he's the fastest guy on the squad. And you saw what he can do. He's got sure hands. Get him more involved. It shouldn't take seven games to get the kid more involved. What are you not seeing on the practice squad? or not practice, but the practice tape or the game tape that we as fans already see, getting more involved. You can never, you can never go wrong with speed unless you're Jamin Davis. The problem is he only got his reps because Samuel got hurt. So, okay. Curtis, was he, I hear you. Is, Curtis banged he, his foot up and yeah. he's going to undergo further examination. But the thing uh, is, to me, if he's doing a good job, and using those actual snaps and making it worthwhile, then give him more snaps, give yeah. him more chances at that point. You know, he could be a piece of this offense that guess what? Odds are Curtis won't be here next year. Curtis isn't going to be sticking around next year because of his cap number. So Crowder mm. got seven targets, seven catches, 95 yards it. and a touchdown. I mean, Curtis Love. was four for four. And a tutty. He, yeah. He got dinged up. They had that long bomb to Pringle. To me, uh, I'd rather have Crowder there than Pringle. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's more shifty. And I just, I have That's more That's the faith. word. That's the word, shifty. I'm glad you brought that up, shifty. And he's 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 he's, he's quick on his feet. He's yeah. fleet-footed. 
I mean, seeing him back there instead of Dax is night and day. The problem is we have so many spots and a bunch of guys that can catch. You know, Crowder had a heck of a day. Jahan, nine targets, eight receptions, had a heck of a day. That first mm -hmm. touchdown that Jahan had, or the only touchdown Jahan had, I mean, Sam was throwing darts, man. Yeah, Other than that yeah. one overthrow that you just can't throw. He was trying to hit Terry. He threw it high, and it was just a bad spot to go high. He was throwing darts left and right. That play and the fourth and one play, which really pissed me off when I'm sitting there, where it's fourth and one, and the Eagles have one timeout left, and you decide to throw the ball to Terry, who's one-on-one -on, -one on the left side, but yet you got a bunch formation on the right, and you go to Terry, and he threw it out of bounds and just missed Terry completely. I don't know why the enemy didn't call a run there, because at least you're forcing Philly to use their last timeout and then not have, what, more than a minute 15 left on that clock. Yeah. It just, I mean, it's situational football. That's the part that drives me crazy with this coaching staff. They don't understand the situations that the team is yeah. in at times, and we are getting outcoached. And guess who we played next week? Bill Belichick, one mm -hmm. of the geniuses in this game. I'm sorry, if we still had skin tangibles, uh, they're winning in the coaching department. <laughs> well, Ted, it goes back to what I call the FOC, and that's the fundamentals of coaching. We, we made a blunder, and you can't. You can't with the FOC. You you can't do that, man. It fundamentals of coaching. Come on, you let you them drive that. down the field, drive down the yeah. field with that one timeout left, and then they scored, and then they got the ball at half. And you know that's what we like to do, is try and flip it and defer to the second quarter. That's what everyone likes to do, the second half, and it just didn't work out. And it you know it was frustrating, but good news is the game's over with. Yeah. Bad news is. Now we got the trade deadline and yeah. people are calling who for you is off the table. Who for you out of our 53, can we just not trade no matter what? Right now I'm going to say Sam Howell. Really? Everyone, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say Sam because at this point he has shown me that he is our quarterback and he's our quarterback of the future. Now I say that, but I also say that, Technically, no one is off the table. If you're gonna, if and a reporter asked me this yesterday, and I said, and I quote, "If a person, we all love all the players on this team. We do. We love them. There's no fans about the bottom, or shall I say, we highly like. I won't use the word love. We highly like the players that are on the squad right now. But if at any given time you can bring in better assets." For what we have or more assets than what we have then that speaks volumes and we need to bring better talent or better assets to this to the squad what say you i'd say no one is off limits at this point right. no no okay i mean okay. really sam even terry and I've, yeah. I've said that I, if i was terry's agent and friend i, I didn't want him to sign here and this was before Snyder talked about selling the team, because I just thought that Terry deserved better than this franchise okay. because there was no end to our nightmare back when I said that. And Snyder was still going to be here and we were going to stuck with him and then stuck with his kids inheriting this team. And I was going to die a loser.
Well, now I know I'm going to win. I know we're all going to win again. It's just going to be a matter of time. And, you know, those who have come to the tailgate, I like to try and talk to people and give them, you know, A, thank them for their donations. Speaking of which, we got to $6,277 for the breast cancer donations that we've been collecting this past month. And love it. That is because of the people that come to the tailgate and contribute. So thank you to all of you. But during my thank you, I wanted to remind people that Rome wasn't built in a day, right? This mm -hmm. new fix with this new regime, we have said it time and again, it's going to take some time. And you're giving them a year. I'm going to give them a little bit longer than that. You know, that's how just much, how much longer? How much longer? I'm going to say realistically, three years okay. until we are a consistent playoff contender. And three. I know you listen to B. Mitch and Finley. So. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you heard Governor Westmore last week call in, said that the commanders, we don't need a sugar high. The sugar high to him was basically a quick win, but then you just drop down low again. We need consistent high at that point. And I'm paraphrasing now, but okay. to me, that comment spoke volumes and it reminded me of the show that we did last week when you were just willing to have Sam sit and put Jacoby in. And those of our listeners that listened to B. Mitch and Finley today, was it a uh, Rev T called it and basically said he's done with this team. You know, he just wants to win. To me, I hear all of our fans and you and everyone else saying that. But to me, it's short sighted at this point. I want to see the new GM to have information on what he's going to do. Get tape on these guys. And see, is Sam really it, given the proper tools and given the proper game plan? And 397 yards ain't a bad showing. I mean, that might make a new GM and a new coach realize that maybe this kid can do it. And maybe we draft another lineman instead of back-to-back -back DBs that can actually give him some protection because we saw what he did with proper protection. When I say that, I thought that Sam should be benched if they continue to block for him the way that they did the weeks prior. If they continue to block for him that way, then yeah, I say give him a rest and let somebody else take that brunt. But we saw this week that they did better blocking. I mean, a hundred percent. It was, was twofold. He he twofold though. He he got the ball out faster. Well, threefold. Better coaching, better blocking. He got the ball out faster. So. And you're right, our backups, but, but, but backups always have something more to prove than a guy that starts because they're trying to get that starting position. Yeah. And that's why I say mix the pieces of the puzzle up, man. That's why see, I say uh, that. What was that movie? Uh, Nick Cannon, Drumline. Drumline, yeah. Where I don't remember the name of the guy, but he basically challenges Nick Cannon for his spot on that drumline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and takes him down. Nick was sleeping on his laurels, and he just got benched at that point. Well, you know what? He got better. And next, you know, granted, it's a movie, and Nick Cannon's got probably enough kids to make a football team. But, <laughs> you know, I wonder if any of them can play center or guard. But, hey, they work on it, and they got put in. Chris Paul sitting on the bench. I mean, he came in and did a decent job, you know? And mm -hmm. when Sadiq gets back, maybe Sadiq will be good, and then maybe we can move Charles someplace else. It's just... It's nice to see, but if you have assets that you don't think you can retain, like a Montez Sweat, like a Chase Young, then get something for him because a compensatory third pick 
is basically a fourth round pick because you get it at the end of the third round. Mm -hmm. So the Giants, this just came out an hour ago. Those wondering, it's Monday the 30th at 423. Tom Pelissario, the New York Giants are sending veteran defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. Hmm. Right? So that's two picks you're getting for him. Well, Ben Standing has been reporting, same with Nikki Javala, about Montez Sweat. So one source told him, confirmed the commanders, has offered the commanders a 2024 third-round pick that would turn into a second-rounder if Montez Sweat agrees to a contract extension. The Falcons are among the teams interested in Sweat, who grew up near Atlanta. Tuesday's 4 p.m. deadline should spur activity. So we'll see what happens, but... You can't keep both of them. I no. highly doubt that that's going to happen. So if you can potentially get a real third round pick, not a compensatory, and then potentially a second for Montez, I'm sorry to see him go, but it's just part of the business. Yeah, that's just how it is. Um, we know we've we've known for a long time now that players don't stay with the same team for their whole career it's very seldom i mean i don't even know the last time that we had somebody that did it and if it, and if we did it was back in the 90s i'm sure with, with daryl green and and you know something like that so they just don't do that anymore and times have changed it's the whole business aspect of football yeah oh and we're missing this apparently chase young's dad is all we're granting danny right now uh, so Greg Young, Chase Young's father, this is from Nikki Javala, when asked on Grant and Danny if he thinks Chase will be traded, I don't know and I don't care as long as my son is fine. I mean, I, I don't know if Chase Young's dad is friends with Cam Curl's dad, but, you know, it, it's getting a little ridiculous. I am curious to see what happens, and I cannot wait for the trade deadline to go by. It will happen at, I think, 4 o'clock tomorrow, so a little over 24 hours, and we're done. But today is typically the commander's off day. For you, who doesn't get the day off? Who's got to stay, whether it's a player or a coach or the maintenance man at FedEx? Well, I'm going to say that uh, JDR, he needs to watch more film as well as Riverboat or Tugboat Ron. You, you, you got you to gotta watch more film. You just do situational awareness. You got to do that. Throw that flag, brother. Throw it. Don't, don't, yeah. don't be scared. Don't be scared to pull it out. I'm right with you on JDR. I don't understand how you can give up 72 points to the Eagles. You already saw them once. You know what they like to do. You know what AJ did to you prior. I mean, four touchdowns this season against you. And you let him do it again. But for me, that, that defensive line, you get no pressure. You let Jalen scramble out. And maybe that just goes back to JDR because at a certain point, I'm yelling and screaming, get John out of there. The defensive line was gassed. Mm -hmm. And your DBs, I don't care if you're Daryl Green. You cannot cover for eight seconds. There were a couple of plays where Jalen just bought some time. And he's just sitting there flat-footed in the pocket, and he's just moving side to side. And your DBs... Anyone, Hall of Famer, Daryl, Dion, I don't care who it is, is not going to be able to cover for that long. 
And I just feel for those guys. And maybe that's because JDR just send the house. We got people sending cover zero blitzes against us all the time. And going mm -hmm. back to Lloyd's comment, man, it just, it would be nice if we did that. And I've been trying to find a stat. And if those are our listeners that can find it, what is Jack Del Rio's blitz percentage? I would love to know how many blitzes he actually calls because I don't see us sending help. And you've got a defensive secondary, a young kid in Forbes when he's out there that is having an issue. If you're not helping him out over the top, you've got extra guys in coverage, but your defensive line's not getting there, then what does that matter? Send someone in on a delayed blitz. How many times do we see a delayed blitz this year where kill our, us. our running back leaked out because he didn't think anyone was coming, and next thing you know, Sam got knocked on his ass? Why don't yeah. we do that, man? And yeah. it would just be nice if for a change we flipped that script. Not only that, Ted, but we're forgetting that fact that Jalen Hurts was wounded. He had a bad knee. So, so you, you, what do the Lions do? They go after the week, and we didn't go after the week, brother. A bad knee, and he still had 319 yards in the air, yep. four touchdowns, and okay, yeah, six yards on the ground. And so I was thinking about starting Jalen Hurts or Kirk Cousins. I was like, ah, oh, I'm overthinking this. I'm being Eric Bieniemy. Well, Hurts had a he had a brace on mm -hmm. after halftime last week and Mary, you know, something else. So, but I think it was, I think Mariota's their backup regardless. Yeah, he is. So maybe he'll be too banged up to kind of buy some time around us. And maybe our defense will actually do something. No, I'm glad I still kept his ass in because he got me 30 points and I still feel dirty. I'm gonna have to take a shower after the show, but you're right, man. He was banged up and you still let him do that. And there's just <laughs> no excuse. And so, yeah, for me, Screw it, man. JDR and the entire defensive coaching staff. You guys got to take a long, hard look and see if, you know, if you don't have direct deposit, maybe you don't cash that paycheck this week because y'all did not earn that paycheck. Yeah, that's, that's it was a rough one. You guys did. It was, it was a rough one. So ending on a high note, though, who gets your rally chain, man? Well, I got to split it down the middle. I, I got to give it to Howell and I got to give it to Crowder. I, I have to. I can appreciate that. I mean, Sam, 397 yards. I mean, the last touchdown to Crowder, still a touchdown. We're down by two scores. I get it. They're playing prevent. But that ball he threw, there were so many fans that left at that point. Yeah. But that ball he threw was just freaking beautiful. Yeah. I'll see if I yeah. can find a clip and put it in here. But just that deep out to Jameson, and he had two guys on him. I mean, if that's the Sam that we can count on down the road i'm sold i don't want to see anybody else forget qbx he's it i just know it's not up to him it's up to the new regime that comes in but for me i'm cutting it down the middle okay Jahan dotson okay. he had a career day 108 yards and a tutty 10 catches i mean the young man stepped up and joey sly 61 yarder okay. i mean those of you that missed the game, and I don't blame you, it was kind of tough, but we had a false start on a freaking field goal. It would have been a 56. I'm thinking 56 yarder. The missus is talking to me. He's like, is he going to make this? Like, I don't know. I mean, 56 for Joey. And then we had a false start and he made the 56. So I'm thinking, oh, he made the 56. He's not going to make the 61. Mm -hmm. He booted that thing right through, man. Broke a franchise record. So, so let me say this, and this is to you and, and to our fans that are listening before we got to go. 
So obviously he made the first one and they were ready to send out the pun team. But he's I'm not sure if you saw this, but he shook he yep. shook him off and gave him a thumbs up. Like I've got plenty of leg left. And because of that, they gave the confidence to keep him in there and he nailed it. So you're right. Hats off to him, man. It was a heck of a day, man. It was. And I just this is kind of where I go back to a, a show we talked about earlier. If you're realistic, the losses don't hurt as much. Maybe it's apathy setting in for some of the base, but there are signs of optimism this week with what Sam did and what some of these young guys did on this team and their building blocks. We're not trading everybody. These guys are still going to be around, and it's something to look forward to whenever the right coaches are finally here to actually get us back on track. Well, I think that uh, we'll be back on track next week, and we'll get into that later this week. But, hey, the music is playing in the background again, and I hear that song. Here I go again on my own. Commanders fans, here we go again. We've got another week ahead of us. That's going to do it for the Commanders versus the Eagles. And uh, thanks, you guys, for riding with us. We really appreciate it. Remember, you rep it hard, but you don't rep it at all. Tailgate Ted, Rally Captain. That's going to do it for this week. Deuces.